0: Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. Today, I want to welcome Nancy Allen to the show. She's the president and CEO of the Women's Business Development Council of Florida, a not-for-profit organization whose mission is to certify, connect, and champion women in business. She's also an international speaker, coach, consultant, and expert on women's business issues. I actually met Nancy when I certify my company as a women owned company. So hello, Nancy, and welcome to the show.
1: Hello. And I am so honored to be on your show. Thank you so much for the invitation.
0: No, I'm excited about our conversation and all the wisdom that you're going to shed on (laughs) us because I know you have a very unique perspective from where you sit and the experience you've had. And Mm -hmm. I'm extremely happy to have you here on the show. So, so, Nancy, I don't know if you've heard the episodes of Back to Basic, but the, I start the show with with a back to basics question, which is tell me about your childhood, your background. I know you have a quite a diverse and interesting background, so can you share with me and with the audience about that?
1: Sure, sure. so I uh, was originally uh, I was born in in Haiti. And we came to the United States when I was five years old. And first we went to New York, and then we moved to Miami. And I grew up in in Miami. I went to elementary school here. I went to middle school, junior high, and I graduated from Coral Gables Senior High School. And for college, I went to Florida State, and then I went on to the Johns Hopkins School of Advanced International Studies for graduate work. After that, I moved back to Miami. I worked for a bit. Then I had an opportunity to go work in our family business in Haiti. So I went back to Haiti uh, where I met my husband. And my husband was a dentist. He wanted to pursue postgraduate studies. So he got accepted to Columbia University So for a while. I lived in New York, my son was born in New York and then we moved back to to Miami. So kind of full circle from Miami kind of New York,
0: Washington DC, etc and then back to back to Wow, Miami. that's definitely is a full circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and then that you met your husband there. But and that's fascinating. And then I guess you are a full Miami. And I guess I heard somewhere if you spend more than five years here in Miami or Florida, you are a Floridian by definition. So. I, I feel like I'm a Floridian. Yes. I feel like I'm I've
1: I've seen Miami grow from the early, early days, pre-Miami Vice to the Miami Vice days to the, you know, the wonderful and diversity that it is now. I really, really enjoy living here. I enjoy the diversity, and I even enjoy the fact that that we are a transient city. There's always new people coming, and the new people bring, bring new traditions, they bring new ideas. So it's a very vibrant
0: city. Absolutely, no, I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm am a big fan of our city. So I guess you like diversity. Would that Would that something that you like as a child? Like, what did you like to do in your childhood? How did you spend your time? How did you envision yourself when you grew up?
1: Mm-hmm. So, so my childhood was very traditional. Um, You know, we were immigrants. My mom was a single mom. And I think it's still the case for immigrants into the U.S. where the traditions and the expectations are you work hard, you study hard, you get a good education. And for fun, I was a reader. I'm still a reader. And I would go to the library. And just, uh, you know, every week I'd check out three books because back then you couldn't check out more than three books. I'd check out three books and I would read voraciously. Through my reading, I was able to do all sorts of traveling. I, as a child, had traveled back and forth between the U.S. and, and Haiti, and it gave me a real understanding of the blessings and the privileges that we have to live in this country. Um, Haiti, for those of you who don't know, is a very, very poor country. And I have the blessing of coming from a very privileged background in Haiti. But as privileged as it was, the poverty around us was staggering. And to be able to have one foot there plus one foot in the United States gave me all sorts of interesting perspectives about opportunities and possibility.
0: That's such an interesting point you make, because I shared with my American friends when I first moved here that same exact thought that I'm from Venezuela and uh, in Caracas, you can be in a very nice neighborhood, and and within two minutes, or just to go to my to when I used to go to my university, I would go through the poorest of of areas mm. in the cities, and it was like a, 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 that fact that you had it there and you had to see it and you had to drive through it never allows you to forget how lucky you are, mm. and I feel sometimes in this country because we are really blessed that uh, you know you do see poverty, but. It's not in the extent of really how some of our countries have it. And sometimes I forget sometimes that, you know, my God, there's so many people that don't have how to eat today mm. or what to mm-hmm. eat today. So um, that that's definitely fascinating. So I, I'm sure I skipped through your bio, but you've won numerous recognition. And I know you were um, named one of the South Florida's 100 most accomplished Caribbean Americans. So I imagine uh, your joy when you received that, being that your heritage is there from Haiti.
1: Yes, that was, and and it still is, one of my most prized honors because it allowed me to combine my heritage, as you said, and what I do, right? So I work with women-owned businesses, and I am a very, very big believer in the fact that women hold the world up uh, you know there's some saying about half the sky i think we hold the whole world up and i have the privilege of working with very successful women-owned businesses and corporations that sponsor and promote opportunities and access for women-owned businesses so that they can grow uh, their business hire more people affect their communities and through social responsibility and corporate citizenship really affect the communities in which we live.
0: No, and that's why I admire when I was thinking, you know, who would excite me to have on the show you came (laughs) to mind because you do so much meaningful work. And in my case, we certified a company a couple of years ago, and I already seen tremendous change in, in how we are approaching business, but also in the platforms that you build. I mean, I receive your, you have a weekly newsletter and you suggest books to read. And now, you know, you explain that as a a child, that's what you would enjoy (laughs) doing. So it makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, do you feel that that was kind of a calling or did you get into this by coincidence? I, I always try to dig into how certain passions we've had since our childhood and people that have been successful into carrying those passions into their adult life. Mm -hmm. are more fulfilled, satisfied, and it really radiates to other people. And this is one of my purposes in this podcast is for anybody listening out there that's maybe stuck in a situation or in a job or doing something that they don't feel totally fulfilled with, to kind of prompt them and inspire them through guests like you uh, to just make a change and go and pursue your passion.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's, it's an interesting question. And when I uh, was preparing for this this interview, I gave it some serious thought, and I was able to kind of trace backwards. Right, so sometimes things happen to us, and we're not quite sure why they're happening, but there is a, a general reason why. If we stop and you know t- take stock, so after uh, graduate school, I, I I have a master's degree in international affairs and international economics, and my my passion. Was language and my passion, um, my desire was to work for the U.S. Foreign Service. And you know, life happened. I I moved back to Haiti. I met the love of my life. I I uh, married my husband. And the dream of foreign service kind of ended uh, when I got when I got married. And again, you know, I'm from a very traditional background, so. Um, the expectations of me being a wife and mother were were very, very much part of my tradition. I worked, however, for international organizations, because I liked the mission of giving back, I liked community development. So uh, when we moved back to Miami, after having lived in New York, and in New York, I worked for Um, Catholic Relief Services, which in Latin America, South America, is called Caritas Internacional. And through Catholic Relief Services, I got to travel to many beautiful areas of South America because we had um, programs. And my, my area of specialization was business development, and we called them income generation programs. And you probably will not be surprised that in most third world countries, who is setting up the small businesses but the women, right? So I was already working with women back in the late 1980s. Um, When we moved to Miami, I worked for another nonprofit organization. And after Hurricane Andrew, because of my language skills, I was asked to do some training. I had been doing community development work in helping small businesses uh, revitalize after the destruction of Hurricane Andrew in 1992. So I was asked if I would help within the Haitian community in Homestead and the Hispanic community to do this small business development training. I hadn't done any training before that point, but you know, I thought, okay, let let me see if I can learn the, the programs and do the training. And I loved it. I really, really enjoyed the hands-on, the, the coaching aspect of the training, as well as taking someone's idea and helping them really turn that into a reality. And then from there, I was asked to become a consultant to the organization from being a consultant. I was tapped to be the president in 1999. So I have been with the women's business development council of Florida since 1999. Uh, so it's a very, very long time. And in that time I've had really the privilege of working with very successful women owned businesses who, are making tremendous difference because of their creativity, because of their innovation and ingenuity. They're they're making tremendous impact in the
0: the lives of their employees, their clients, and the community. Wow, that's uh that that's fascinating. And and again, I I, I know I said it, but you know I've had my business here in the U.S. for I think it's 16 years now, 17 years, and I never really tapped into you know, the women owned platforms and anything like that. And I don't know, you get so busy working that you stop looking mm-hmm. around. And I think that's one of the things, you know, my takeaways is sometimes you have to to stop what you're doing and, and just regroup. And I mm. think uh, that's one of the things I did a couple of years ago when when I learned all about the, the women certification. And it's just Learning from other women, as you are and and being empowered through going through the same process and and just being a support system, I think that's one of the things that women do great at. And so when we can mix that into what we do for a living, it's fantastic because I think as women, we we also share a lot of you know our, our mommy's experiences and our wives' experiences and just going through life because we have a lot of things to handle and it gets lonely when you are especially in my case is a telecommunications is a very male dominated industry so sometimes you know you, i do feel a little lonely uh, without some people to like share my experiences with so um that, that that's fantastic and um, so moving into i i get it i i have the feeling that you did pursue your dreams by almost by following a constant uh life you know like you were doing things that you were passionate about and that way you got to something that is fulfilling to you would you say that's true
1: I I would I would and actually my personal motto Leticia is connections creativity and courage in all things and I'm in the perfect position and have been for for many years now to actually live my core values and my my personal motto so I get to connect with with women. They happen to be women business owners, but you know, connecting with women is is very very important to me. Creativity, I get to create new programs and opportunities for our members and then courage is really important because sometimes we, we want to move forward, but you know fear is holding us back. So part of what we do at the council is coaching and consulting. And I work a mm-hmm. lot around this fear of either starting the business because you feel that you don't have something to give or actually transitioning the business, right? Because sometimes as business owners, we get to a certain level and then the opportunity presents itself to scale up. But because it's going to be such a change, meaning bringing in more employees, taking on more loans, more financial risk, more general risk, we stay a bit small because we're fearful. And so I get to really encourage people through the work that I do about being courageous and stepping in. So I I really, as you said, I thought that my passion was to, to work for the U.S. Foreign Service, but I think I'm doing w- what I was meant to be doing. Uh, right now. So I'm very blessed in that sense.
0: No, absolutely. You, you are blessed. And, and the fact that you are so committed to it, and and, and I witness it because I, I I am part of all, you know, the the things mm. that you do and uh, that I see you doing. And, and, and it's quite fantastic. Now, going to the <laughs> going to the this is my passion, I feel fulfilled to the times in your life that maybe you've had to deal with more traumatizing experiences or you were down or things were not going the way you wanted them to go. Because I've had those moments where people think you're doing great and maybe you are, but we are very demanding on ourselves and things are not validating in the way we would like to. And you get the moment where you're down and, and, and I know for personal experience, I have my little things that I need to do. Like I love to listen to the music, that I like to dance to, and when I do that, I kind of recover my my energy and move on. And so, some people see me in the office doing strange dances at times. But <laughs> but it, how do you, how do you deal with that when when things don't go your way and you need to find the strength to keep going?
1: Well, um, it, that, let me give you some 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 background. So, I am recently widowed. Uh, I was uh, I would have been married in November. I would have been married 34 years to the the love of my life. He was diagnosed in October September of 2017 with colon cancer, and we went through the treatments. He did the chemo, and unfortunately, he caught a an infection and um, was not able to to bounce back from from the infection. So, in August of of last year, he passed away. And that period from the time he was diagnosed until the time he passed away was, as you can imagine, a very traumatic time for me and for us as a family. And I, because I love to to learn and to read, I started reading about transitions and what it means to be in a transition. And I have come up With a program, a training program that is all about taking you from a transition where you you move from no longer this to not yet that. And the space in between those two points can really affect not only your life while you're transitioning, but your entire life. And one of the interesting things I learned, uh, Leticia, is that women go through about 50 different transitions in our lifetime. And when I first read that, I thought, how how is that even possible, 50 transitions? But when you think about it, we go through three kinds of transitions, usually. There's the seamless transition, where we go from girl to woman. There's the transition which we choose. We go from girlfriend to wife, to mother. Or we go from one job to another job, or we decide we don't any longer want to be an employee, we want to be a, a business owner. And then there are the transitions that we don't choose, right? And those are the traumatic transitions. We lose a loved one. We don't get the job that we wanted. Our business is failing. And throughout these transitions, depending on how you take on the transition is going to affect whether or not you get to the other side of it so what i decided to do while i was going through this very dark time was to focus my my energy on what it was about my my husband and what his wishes were so it became Focused on him, but at the same time, I knew that I needed to really take care of myself. So I hired a personal trainer and I worked out on a daily basis. I'm a very creative person, so through throughout the process, I was creating new programs for the office. But I also loved to make jewelry, so that was my creative outlet. Is is um, you know making jewelry and offering it to friends and just the whole creative process was really Uh, what helped me get through this transition. And that worked for me. It may work for someone else. The first step, though, is to actually acknowledge that you're in a transition. Once you can acknowledge the, the, the transition, you can take control of it. If you accept, OK, this is a transition that I want or this is a transition that I don't want. And then what are you going to do about it?
0: Well, that's uh, first of all, I'm sorry about your husband. It, I can imagine oh, when you. we first met, we shared with me that uh, he was fighting that that battle. So it's very sad, sad to hear, but very um, inspiring to hear you say how you're handling this transition. And to me, it's uh, I'm learning all the things you're saying about transitions, and, and it makes a lot of sense into mm. into what we each do. And uh, one of the interesting things is that when you mentioned transition and the things you're doing is uh, don't you feel that you've also recovered in the sadness of the situation? Now you maybe are making time for a personal trainer and making time for things that maybe you didn't do. In the past, as a wife, and having to do all the things you had to do, and and then in all these situations, you find things that you love to do, but you kind of have forgotten about. Yes, and that's one of the the blessings of a
1: of a transition, right? Is that it allows you to really take stock, you know, and to say, okay, I'm in this space, and what am I going to do first? For a lot of people, it's survival, right? You need to have a group of people uh, with you who support you. And I had a wonderful, wonderful support system. And then once you get through this, the real darkness, and and, and maybe I shouldn't say get through, because there are still uh, waves of sadness, right? The, the grieving process is, I think, long. It's also very individual, how we handle it. And I think that if we're intentional about the lessons and the experience, that that we're going through and what is actually happening to us and for us and and that was one of the the really interesting things that i learned early on in this process i heard um, someone speak and she said you have to stop asking why and ask how how am I going to get through this? Not why is this happening? Because it's happening. And we can stay in the question of why from here to eternity and, and probably not get a reason, a, an answer that that is going to satisfy us. But if you turn the why into how, how am I going to learn from this? How am I going to teach others? And how am I going to get through this? Then it really helps you feel in control of the transition. And that's the key, is you have to find a way to regain some control. And very often, as you said, regaining that control involves remembering who you are, right? It's your essence. Who are you um, now that you are no longer what you were in the past, right? For, For me, I am no longer a wife, for somebody else going through a transition, it could be you're no longer employed or you're no longer on the fast track to getting that promotion that you wanted. So once you accept that you're no longer what you were, how are you going to, to move forward? And that's a lot of inner work. And it's a, it's a process that's very rewarding, to really take stock and and go back and say oh yeah I used to like doing this let me see if I can regain the passion that I had
0: for xyz absolutely that's you just made the episode with that because uh, it's exactly my goal with this podcast is to to prompt people to to think about those things and to regain control before Uh, anything tragic has to happen because the more people I talk to in this podcast, it's usually some great experience like that. And in your case, I think you were on your journey way before because you like to read and you were already embarked, I think, in, in that process. But for most people, for what I hear and also in personal experiences, you get so busy with your day to day that you just sometimes... Don't control anything. You control your daily activities, but you're not controlling where the bus goes, so to speak. My personal, I don't know if it's moto, I say I much rather be driving the bus than being sightseeing in the back of the bus. (laughs) I want to know where I'm going and I want to know what I'm going to see rather than allowing other people to decide that for me. And I think that's what you just say is regaining control by remembering who you are besides making a great title for your episode, which I think that's what I'm gonna use. It's, it's really something that one can have written somewhere in your office and read it every day and, and just stay the course. So so I thank you for, for sharing that. As you know, I always ask about what makes people tick. I think we've, we've been around the bush into what, what you <laughs> like, but is there anything you haven't shared in particular that you say, this makes me tick, or is there anything else? Yeah. I I think also
1: I'm a lifelong learner. So in addition to reading, which I read a lot, I also consume a lot of uh, knowledge in in different ways. Right. And I am always sad when, when I hear someone say they don't have time to read. And I always say, well, if you're interested in learning, you'll either find time to read or you'll find another way to learn. I am a big, big fan of TED Talks. Um, and I'm also a big fan of audiobooks. So I think being a lifelong learner is really key to, to, to leadership. Uh, sometimes we get stuck in a pattern. And if we just look up Right? Um, I, I gave this example the, the other day. sometimes when when we're stuck, we feel like we're at the bottom of a well. and everywhere we look around us, you just see the walls. and sometimes it feels like the walls are closing in. But all you have to do is look up, look up and see the you know the glory of the sky, see the brightness of the of the sun. And by looking up, it changes your perspective. And I think it's the same thing with learning. If you are in one industry and you know your industry very well, you're an expert in that industry, start researching and and reading about another industry and see how it opens up the creative process that you might be able to bring something from that other area that you don't know about into what you do. So I think lifelong learning is, is, uh, is something that really makes me tick.
0: Oh, that's, that's a great way to end this interview, Nancy. <laughs> I mean, you have been fantastic. You've shared obviously a very painful part of your life experience that you're going through. So I hope it gets easier each day But I'm also happy you're one of those lucky ones that can say you spend your life with the love of your life because a lot Mm -hmm. of people don't get that blessing and they Mm -hmm. never find that person. So the fact Mm -hmm. that you found him and you got to have a son with him and spend so many beautiful years together, I'm sure that has to give you strength to move forward. It does. It absolutely does. And, you know, I think as a woman in business, I thank you for everything you do, for inspiring us to keep moving forward. And if everybody, anybody out there is listening, we're going to share, you know, the, the the links to to Nancy's profile and, and to the WeBink uh, of South Florida so that you can check it out and and, and hopefully make a, a step in that direction if that's something that you've been wanting to do. So thank you, Nancy, and uh, best of luck to you. Thank you very much. It's been an honor and a privilege speaking with you. Thank you. Bye-bye. And until the next time.